What's up, guys? It's Alex Bachman, wide receiver for the New York Giants. Make sure to tune in for my live interview with Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5. Hey, what's up? My name's Grant Kenoki. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and artist, and you're listening to Power 98.5. We don't play the social game. We are social. Power 98.5. You're listening to Power 98.5, powered by United Angels Dream, your number one resource for public relations, entertainment, and multimedia. Contact them today at unitedangelsdream.com. Hi, this is Dan Aykroyd. He's progressive. He's beautiful. He's thoughtful. He's intelligent. He's powerful. He's positive. He is Stephen Cuoco on Power 98.5 Satellite Radio. Empowering listeners from the U.S. to the U.K. Live on air with Stephen Cuoco. It's an awesome, awesome and incredible spiked up energetic moment I'm having here with my good friend Alex Bachman, New York Giants wide receiver. If you haven't heard about this young, talented man, before he became part of the New York Giants, he was an ACC academic honor roll student in college going back to high school. Bachman excelled in academics and on many fields and courts. He was a football, track, and base, a basketball ace. And he earned his way into being a three-star recruit, which is why he landed in the ACC with, at the time, Wake Forest. How are you, Alex? I'm great, Stephen. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm, I'm you and I have been building a really, really strong uh, friendship here before doing your live interview, and I'm super stoked about you and what God's got planned for you in the future and to understand how you and I relate so well uh, in faith, uh, familiarity with our upbringing, both of us having uh, fathers as you know military veterans. It's quite, quite an honor. It's great to be here, Stephen. Yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, the Lord's doing good work each 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 day for me. So, um, every day is a different journey, but I'm excited for uh, the path He has me on right now. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Your path is golden. <laughs> it's golden. <laughs> yeah, every day is different, but um, you know, comes and goes. But uh, you know, every day is a blessing. So I'm just really excited for every opportunity I have. So um, to be on the show, I'm. I'm Really blessed and thankful to be here. You're Thanks 20, for having me. You're welcome. And it's well-deserved. You're 24 with many blessings ahead of you. Take us back. Where did it all begin? I was born in Thousand Oaks, California. Um, my parents specifically chose to raise me in that area because at the time my dad looked up most, um, you know, safe places uh, where, you know, he could raise me and not have to worry about me. Um, in the environment I was in. So um, I grew up there, uh, spent my entire life there. Um, was always a, a, a private school kid. I grew up uh, going to, you know, school where I could learn um, and grow in my faith. Um, 
it was never forced though. It was, it was always a choice for me. Um, but that's where I kind of learned, um, you know, how to play sports and just, that's where I really developed. It was kind of a little bit of a bubble. I didn't realize how privileged I was to grow up there until I kind of got out, uh, went across the country for, for college. But, um, yeah, that's where everything came to be. And that's where my journey started. Since we can both relate with having dads in a military, can you share with me a bit of what it was like to grow up and, and did it refine you in a way of why you are the man you are today? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, in the military, it's all about respect and discipline, hard work. Um, you know, you got to sacrifice yourself for, for the betterment of, of your squad. Um, so for me, um, my dad wanted to make sure that he raised me, raised children with high character. And so, um, that wasn't everything I did. Um, he, he, I learned from a, a young age that, you know, whatever I was going to do, I was going to work at it with all my heart. Um, as if working for the Lord, uh, that's what's written in Colossians. And, um, so when I told him that I wanted to be a professional athlete at a young age, um, and told him that's what I really wanted, uh, he did everything in his power to, you know, discipline me in a way that would give me my best opportunity uh, to accomplish my dreams. And I think as, um, you know, that goes for my, both my parents, my mom, the same way she was, she's always been supportive, um, of my dreams. And, um, I think at the time growing up, I was, um, raised a little bit differently than my peers and I didn't understand it. I didn't understand why I didn't have the same freedoms, uh, why my parents are stricter, why I didn't get to do the same things as other kids. Um, but I look, I look back at it now, understand, you know, they're just protecting me and, um, you know, raising me in a, a, you know, a light that would give me, you know, I would grow up with respect, learn different things, just learn that whatever you do, you're going to have to work for it if you really want it in life. Nothing's going to be given to you. Everything is earned. And so I had to do that all through uh, high school. And um, I think tensions grew when I got to high school and I wanted more freedom. Um, I wanted, you know, to be able to stay out late and, and do what I wanted to do. But my dad was uh, protecting me from getting into trouble that I probably would have definitely gone into um, if he hadn't uh, been watching over me. And I look back at those times and I'm like, yep, that I'm where I am today because of those decisions that my parents made. So um, it was strict, but I I think I'll raise my kids the same way because I think it worked out for the best. Have you noticed a difference uh, from when you were with Wake Forest until now, or do you find or have you found that you are the same person and you continue to live by the morals and values and respect and it's just the people in your life that's changed? Oh, I've definitely grown. I try and grow every day and improve as a person. I'm definitely not the same person I was in college. Um, when I went to college, obviously, you know, I am given more freedom and sometimes you, I mean, no, there's no better teacher in life than experience. Um, so, I had to go through um, trials uh, as well as tribulations on my own. And um, I think when you're on your own, that's when you grow the most. And, uh, you know, it's I have, I have a little metaphor for it, but um, when you go to the gym and you're lifting weights, you know, that, that's pain. There's a lot of pain there, but that's how you grow the most. That's how the muscles grow the most. If you don't, if you aren't willing to go through that pain, 
and you'll never grow. Um, so all through college, I mean, even still now through football, fo- football is all about getting, you know, hit, falling down and getting back up on your feet. And so um, I think that's also been a big part of my life. And that's taught me a lot. It's just, you know, the fact that my parents put me in sports, I've learned a lot um, and it's developed me as a person as I've gotten older. So um, I'm definitely just trying to grow each each day and improve as a person. And that's not just as an athlete, but that's just as a brother, that's as a son, as a friend, as a teammate. Uh, I want to be someone that walks in the room and improves the room when I walk in and, uh, you know, try and touch people day in, day out and make a difference in as many people's lives as I can. To touch on that, Alex, it brings me back to our conversation, and I wrote this down. I really love this little bullet point. Uh, When we make mistakes, we think everyone noticed and judged me. Remember sharing that with me when I was being being transparent with you. Do you find Mm -hmm. that is something you help teach people in and out of sports or you know on and off the field that what someone sees about themselves is you know a self-reflection and not everyone else is taking quite the notice and to find patience and understanding prayer what do you what do you teach someone who is having a very difficult time internally and just don't know how to process it or don't know who to confide in to share it? Um, yeah, I mean, I try and take everything in the positive light. I always try. I, I, I've had a lot of dark times in my life. You know, not everything has been blissful. Um, I, I, there was a specific time where I, when I got to New York and um, I was facing depression. I was in a new place. Um, it was cold. It was dark. It was, you know, different. Uh, I just got out of a relationship, gotten complete blindsided um, by someone that had been my best friend for a long time. So I was going, I was dealing with a lot. And um, I remember my dad just telling me that life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you respond to it. And so you can either wake up in life and, and choose to look at the things that are going your way, or you can focus on the things that aren't going your way. Um, and I kind of just changed my perspective ever since. Like my little sister, um, she lives a simple life and she's got to be the most joyful person I've ever been around. So from then on, um, my verse for 2020 was, you know, just talking about how for the joy of the Lord is my strength. And so I try and find joy in everything. Um, but when someone's going through a dark time, I try and, you know, tell them that it's only for a short, short period of time. And, um, your adversities are ultimately, like I, like I mentioned earlier, those are the things that are going to grow you and develop you in your character and make you who you are as a person. Um, so don't dwell on the things that, you know, on those little moments, you know, everything will come to pass. Uh, life full is full of ups and downs, but um, going back to your point, like if, if you ever go through something embarrassing, like a specific moment, um, I think it's really easy for us to think oh everyone's looking at us like everyone noticed that about me um but i think everyone's so uh focused on themselves and their own insecurities and stuff like you know people move on from that like yeah just yesterday i was in the gym and uh i was doing this band work and i was probably doing too much weight and then the band came from underneath me and i i fell on my back and then there was probably 30 different people in the room 
But I can promise you right now that there's probably not a single person that was in the room that's walking around right now thinking about that and about, oh, remember what happened to Alex? Like, no one's thinking about that. They've all got their different problems that they're dealing with throughout the day. Um, everyone has their own issues. So, um, you know, I tend to just try and focus on the future. What's what's the next step for me? I don't try and dwell on the past. Uh, I try and learn from everything and, and grow in everything. So, yeah. It goes back to a post, and I screenshot this on March 4th, about self-esteem. Point of emphasis, our value to God, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight, Ephesians 1.4. And at the bottom you wrote, or, or yeah, you wrote this saying, don't let the world tell you your worth. Absolutely. I had to screenshot that because it was powerful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think um, we let, a lot of us let the world dictate what, what, you know, what is our worth? Like um, even in, in my profession, football, you know, people worship football. So, and I'm, and I'm good at it. So does that mean that now, my worth is higher than someone that plays a sport professionally that society hasn't labeled as, you know, our value as high. Like, um, at the end of the day, the Lord looks at all of us the same, you know, he loves each and every one of us, uh, no matter how big, how small the color of our skin, our gender, like, you know, he looks at all of us the same work. We're, we're his creation. We're beautifully and wonderfully made. Um, and I, it, it kind of hurt hurts my heart a little bit when I, I see society put labels on certain things that, you know, value like what you wear. Oh, those shoes cost that much. That must mean that, you know, you're worth this much. And um, I think it's really shallow to look at from that perspective. I look at, you know, every person is the same, you know, no matter what society labels you as successful or unsuccessful, um, I try and treat everyone I come across uh, with respect and love and, um, you know, I, I hope that, like I mentioned earlier, that people can see that and, um, and learn that from me and, and do it as well. Like, I just try and be positive and uplifting and, and have a positive effect on each person I come around. And you already are. You, you do with me. You have a positive impact. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I'm not always perfect, Dad. There's definitely times where I have my moments. Um, my parents will be the first to tell you that, you know. Uh, they've seen sides of me that aren't always positive and uplifting. Um, but uh, that's definitely something I, I've tried to grow and improve on each and every day. And, um, uh, you know, just try and be contagious, have a contagious attitude because everything starts with attitude uh, in my eyes. You know, if you don't have a good attitude, uh, I'm reading this book right now by uh, Craig Rochelle. He's a, a pastor. Um, it's called Winning the War in Your Mind. And just how everything, how your thoughts become your actions. Um, and if you continually think about uh, your fears and the things that aren't going to go well and, you know, oh, I don't know if this is going to work out for me. Or I don't know if I'm going to have a happy marriage and, or, or I don't know if I'm ever going to, you know, get that promotion or whatever. Um, you know, we kind of speak things into existence. Um, and so I appreciate you, Stephen, you know, um, just the way you talk to me and, and, and about how things are going to go well for me and that you can see it because um, that positive and uplifting attitude is, is what I think ultimately gets people, the most successful people to where they are. It's true. It's easier when someone else can see it, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Cause I think, I mean, there's times where, you know, I couldn't 
I'm so thankful for, you know, being around my speed coach that I'm around right now. I met him two years ago. Um, but there's just people that have come into my life and seen things in me that I couldn't see in myself. And, um, you need people like that. I think, um, you need those uplifting, encouraging people because sometimes, you know, the world can get heavy. And, um, if we don't surround ourselves with those type of people who support us and believe in us, um, you know, life can be tough. So I'm grateful for all those people and, um, you know, grateful for people like you too, Stephen. And I appreciate you and I'm grateful and I'm truly honored and looking forward to attending uh, your games and to be there. I'm going to bring my camera. I'm going to get a lot of great photos for you. Uh, <laughs> I, I love, the, I love always getting some new content, you know, <laughs> you'll like my new. content too. Cause it's edited there as well. There we go. That's the best. <laughs> just, just film the good stuff. Just film the good stuff. I'll let you be the judge of that because sometimes what I, what I believe looks and feels good uh, say for yourself or talent, you guys see it differently because it goes back to that inner critic, you know, yeah. it's, mm -hmm. uh, I think that we're so conditioned depending on our upbringing, no matter how positive or maybe not so positive is, uh, the idea of perfection or not wanting to be judged or acceptance trying to fit in. And it can do a woozy on the, on those thoughts, on the brain, on the heart. Oh, absolutely. Especially in this day and age, you know, you have, you have social media, there's constant comparison, you know, comparison is, can be, you know, the root of all evil um, in my eyes, um, consistently look at other people and what they have, you know, not realizing what we put on social media is like pretty much only the best part of our lives. Um, you know, but you, you tend to compare. I'm, I'm, I'm on the field every day because I, I understand in my line of work, I'm getting compared. That's how you keep your job um, is, is making sure that, uh, you're on your P's and Q's and, and you're a step ahead of the, the person next to you. Um, so uh, it can it can also be a problem too. Uh, there's games where, you know, I've had a near perfect game, but I'm so focused on, you know, what didn't go my way. And I think um, what I mentioned about my dad earlier is focusing on the things that are going your way. Um, in football, we talk about having a short memory, uh, playing the next play just moving on because you can only control what you can control and you can't control the things in your past. You can only control the things in your future. Um, but yeah, like you said, I, I am definitely my harshest critic. Uh, there's times where I'm a little too hard on myself. Um, and I think that just comes from comparing yourself to other people. You see other people have a certain put up certain numbers and statistics and you want to put up those numbers. Uh, but what's meant for you will come, you know, what God has planned for you will come. So, um, you know, sometimes it just takes those little reminders um, you know, for me to come back, look at my Bible, um, you know, read devotions, to, you know, to get those little reminders, of, um, you know, of how blessed I am and how I should be thankful for each day that comes in and out. Something came to my mind because of what you just shared. And what I would like to do is digress back a little bit to your relationship to, to the woman that you've known for a very long time and, you know, where you were blindsided. Have you found complete peace and serenity knowing that that hasn't tarnished or jaded you consciously or subconsciously and to believe and know that uh, you will continue to allow people to embrace you and to get close to you and for you to keep your heart open so that when the season comes, as I told you, everything has a season uh, to let someone in and close mm -hmm. to you. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it was tough for a little bit. Um, it was definitely tough for a little bit. Um, but what I like, like going back to what my dad says, you, you control your own happiness, you know? And so I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna put all my happiness into one person. Um, I think that's something that I, I, I did and I learned from it. Um, but you create your own happiness. Um, that's what I try and do. And it starts with your attitude, like I mentioned earlier, but, um, no, I, I actually, I was in another relationship recently and, uh, it was a great relationship. And, um, so I have given myself up again. Um, you know, I'm not going to let anybody, um, that I come in contact with have an effect on who I am as a person. Um, I, I you know, I think, you know, we tend to blame other people, uh, for the way we act. And at the end of the day, there is no excuse for your attitude and, you know, how you go by your business on a daily basis to, for me, um, there's some people who want to make those ex- excuses, but, um, like I said, I think you, you control what you can control. And so you can only control, uh, how you go, how you go about each day. Um, when you wake up, I can't control yesterday. I can only control, you know, right now, these, these next, you know, whatever 12 for me, it's 12 hours. And then we go to the next day. Um, so like I said, you know, that's not something that's not always been my attitude, but it's something that I've had to learn as I go. And, uh, there's a quote that my offensive coordinator always says, you're not going through, you're not going through it. You're growing through it. And I, I look back at that time and that month of, you know, a couple months of struggle as a time where I grew. And so I've learned from it and, uh, I'm excited for all the new relationships and people that I meet and people that I come across. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to control who I am and not worry about anybody else and uh, not let anybody else's attitude affect who I am as a person. Very admirable. And for those that are tuning in, we've got Alex Bachman, wide receiver from the New York Giants, number 80. Brilliant young man, great heart, full of faith, uh, definitely we share something greatly in common, our devotion to our Lord, to what we believe in, to what we believe and know for a fact of what our purpose is here for in this world, to live without labels, judgment. I, I did, you know, share this with Alex before. I believe I've said it on one of uh, my other shows who I interviewed that my mother always said, God doesn't make mistakes. I'm going to add by saying it doesn't matter whether you believe in God or not in a way to where you're not a mistake. Uh, I say that because I know that people do struggle with not believing in what is not seen. But remember, you are seen. You're a reflection of yourself. You're a reflection of what you do. And with that... uh, whether you bring in religion or spirituality or whatever it is that you a person may be, what we share in unison as human beings is what would you like to be known for, recognized for, and remembered? And in a very common way, most people would want to be remembered and recognized um, and to have lived a life, a fruitful life of doing something great by being able to help themselves to be able to help someone else through selflessness, through love, uh, through care, uh, through just being a great person. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
yeah, I mean, you hit, you hit the nail on the head. Um, there's a uh, motivational speaker. His name's Inky Johnson. Um, played football at the University of Tennessee. Yeah, he was projected to go in the first round. You know, make millions of dollars. He came from a super low-income family. Um, can't remember how, how many kids, but I think it was like 14 people in a two-bedroom home, sleeping in bed. You know, six six kids uh, at the front of the bed. Six you know six kids at the heel. Um, but I just try and approach things with his attitude. And, and and if you were to check out today, how would you want people to remember you? Um, it's bigger. It's bigger than me at the end of the day. Like when I, when I when I go into the you know New York Giants football office, it's not really about me. It's really about um, the people that you know sacrificed their time and energy, who invested in me. Um, and I'm hoping I'm hoping other people you know begin to understand that um, more more and more 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 and more people that we go each each day understanding that it's not really about us. It's, you know, it's, it's about our creator. Um, it's about the people around us that God has blessed us with, you know, and spent their time and energy and sacrificed a lot. I know my parents have sacrificed so much um, time and energy into me. And so for me not to, you know, go out each day and, and, and try and be the best person I can be. Um, I'm kind of selling not just myself short, but I'm, I'm selling them short as well. So, just uh, having the attitude that every decision you make is not only about you. Um, you, you there's a bigger representation uh, than just you as a person. It, it represents uh, all the people you, you know you're around on a daily basis, your family, um, and also your creator. So, um, yeah, for sure. I like to make little mini promo clips, and when I look at the clock while you're sharing, I put down the time. And I'm going to be making two promo clips. I've been starting to do that. And I just put three stars by this one. I put it at, I think it's at the 24 minute or so. But that's a, a definite because you've shared a lot of golden gems. And as you were sharing, I'm like, okay, is this the one, Lord? And I, I do. I, just, I, I talk to him real direct, real direct inwardly and, and outwardly. Sometimes I, I, what I love and to share this with you is most people don't know this, but I'm going to share a golden gem. I love the fact that Bluetooth is so popular because can you imagine back in the days when I was growing up and you were in a car by yourself talking, people would have thought you were schizophrenic or crazy or, <laughs> or on drugs, no lie. Now because yeah. of Bluetooth and hands-free, we can have conversations in our vehicle and people are not going to think anything about it and i yeah. literally have open conversations with god in my car and i'm sitting there whether i'm at a stoplight or whatever i'm doing not that i cared before but it's just so comforting that i can have inner dialogue and outward dialogue and i'm not feeling subjective of thinking that someone's looking at me as crazy <laughs> And it's absolutely beautiful. So within my inner dialogue, because I couldn't, I didn't want to speak out because then I would have inter interrupted you. So inward, yeah. I was like, definitely we're going to hit the hit. At least one is going to be at the 24 second or 24 minute mark. And sure. uh, that's funny. You mentioned, it's funny. You mentioned that. Cause I specifically remember as a kid, uh, my first year of playing flag football, um, I would have been, 2000, 2004, 2000, yeah, 2004. 
um, I think Bluetooth was just maybe just becoming a thing. And um, my one of my coaches had a Bluetooth earpiece in his ear, and I'd never, I didn't know even notice it, but I saw him talking on the phone. But to me, he was just talking to himself. It was the because it was the first time I'd ever seen anything Bluetooth. So he was just using his hand. He's over in the corner talking, and I was beyond confused. So it's funny you mentioned that because I remember that that picture the first time I ever came across Bluetooth. I thought he was nuts. And and let me tell you something. I you you probably been around. There's certain places that you actually may not want to do that. Uh, be looking like you're like back then. Like, uh, yeah. what, what is he doing? What, what is he or she doing? What, who are they talking to? Who are they shouting out? Who, where are they getting all crazy? Unless it seemed yeah. like they were listening to music, at least here yeah. in the Northeast, you did not drive around looking like you were yeah. talking to yourself. I'll just put it like that. <laughs> Cause you would have gotten pulled over by a cop too. Sometimes cause yeah. they would want be wondering, okay, is this erratic behavior? And it, it has happened. Not to me, thank God, but I do know people who've gotten pulled over for drunk driving. Uh, they, they weren't or possible dr- because they didn't understand what was going on. And you hit the box nails through the board with one hammer swing on that Alex. And that was during a time when, uh, Bluetooth was coming out, but people did not know. And police here in the Northeast, they did pull you over if they thought yeah. something was suspicious or crazy. Yeah. Back- I, I, yeah. no, I had no idea. I had no idea that I, like, I understood once my dad, I saw my dad maybe like two weeks later, get his own little Bluetooth thing uh-huh. and that little, that little earpiece. And I was like, Oh, Oh, that's a phone. I was like, you know, that moment of clarity came, came through, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, you're right. I'm sure it's just those things that, you know, each, each year there's something new that develops and, and we have to get used to it as a new norm. There was something on TikTok, and, uh, there was a guy talking about the wireless earbuds. We all know the name of it, the most popular ones. And he was sharing yep. about how not to use them and, you know, not only, about the radiation, about how it goes through your body, but also he made a point, and it was you reminded me of this and this topic uh, that he believes, and it actually felt truthful. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I felt that there in my heart that there was validity to this. You know, it's all about perception, and yeah. he had said that he believes that the way people are getting so conditioned with things that are wireless and, and Bluetooth and glasses and stuff is that he believes that the powers that be society tech companies uh, are getting people conditioned for chip implants and to get things implanted or attached to their bodies. You know how there's this whole thing to where people are assuming the coronavirus and vaccines have these uh, microchips in them. And But when he said it, I'm like, that's actually from a psychological viewpoint, if that were to be true. And this was something from a flip side. So we know that technology is to help and it's realistic to make people's lives easier and to be able to be in touch like you, you know, we're not together in a studio, but we're able to do this interview, but I'm thinking there's, you've got your benevolent, your, your, your good energy, your, your good reasoning. And then you got your malevolent, the evil and where there's good, 
evil's going to figure out, okay, what can we do to put a twist on this? And it just made sense. And honestly, I do not disbelieve that the malevolent part, the, the area of control, uh, dictatorship, anything in that area, area or arena that we are getting conditioned in a way to where to be so accustomed to things that are wired to wireless to, uh, you know, glasses, now contact lenses. Okay, now we can wear contact lenses. And, and uh, you know, this was in the news and, you know, we can control our devices and things like that. So it's not sci-fi. It's actually realistic. And I believe after our time, when we go, when we go to uh, leave this world and go be with the Lord, Alex, I really believe that there will be a life way after ours, if not maybe by the end of ours, who knows. And people will be like a RoboCop. Or Total Recall, if you if you ever heard or known that old 1980s Schwarzenegger yes, movie. I have. And yeah. people will start becoming cyborg. I truly, truly believe that that is our future. Yeah, it, um, the, I mean the world, the, all these you know futuristic movies. Uh, what's that one movie with the, the little robot? Um, I'm blanking. He's like the only thing left on the world, and then he goes up. Oh, I'm blanking on it. Um, he goes up and everybody every no it's it's uh it was a disney movie he was like 10 years 10 years ago and he he goes up there and every person's like in a wheelchair and they're all eating food and like you have these little uh you know mechanical wheelchairs that wheel them around everywhere no one's moving oh i'm blank i'm gonna i'm gonna get upset with this um let me help you out i'm pulling up google yep. so it's a robot and it's a disney movie yeah. yeah okay disney movie let me help you out here i did say my prayer Gonna, it's gonna Wally, Wally, it's Wally. There you go. Yeah, Wally. Um, no, all these different movies. It's it's interesting that the, the way the technology is improving, and like you said, it's it's supposed to improve your life, and I think there are a little a lot of technologies that are, um, but like you mentioned, everything there's malevolent energy. It's a spiritual battle constantly. Um, there's spiritual warfare going on around us constantly, and so uh, where there's good, there's also bad, and um like the easiest example that people make is the social media um um example um so many benefits you can meet so many different people um so quickly i mean i can access different people you get to see what's going on in different people's lives um and just the phone there's the phone you have you know maps all these different apps everything at the snap of your fingers um but at the same time, we have like this new weird energy that's that's been you know coming over the world the last whatever this last most recent generation. There's three year olds that know how to like log into iPhones, and it's almost becoming like a drug. Um, you know, kids can't operate without their phones, and now relationships are being um, you know all all through the phone all through text messages people are, aren't um as good face to face um and i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a complete healthy environment if we're developing a, a healthy environment for the next generations to come um you know i have different opinions on it um i go back and forth with it but it, it does it can be a little scary to see where our 
um, society is, is headed. Um, but like I said, I try and, like I said earlier, just focus on what I can control. I can't really control the movement and where society is headed. Um, but I do hope that, like you mentioned, when my life does come to an end and I get to see the pearly gates that, um, you know, God will look at me and, you know, say, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. So, um, it should be interesting to see where the world goes. I, I think also true too, is that, um, Technology, these next 10 years, is probably going to develop. The advancements that we have is going to advance over these next 10 years as much as it did over like the last 40. Um, if, if you notice, it's like the last 200 years, how much technology has developed. It's, you know, way beyond what happened the previous, you know, 2,000 years. So the advancement of technology as well is also speeding up. Um, so should should be interesting to see. Um, I'm hoping... It comes with, you know, a great environment for the generation, you know, that's coming up and for my kids to grow up in. Truly, I believe it will be. I mean, there has to be balance. There, there always has to be balance. Even when it seems like there is imbalance, it, it does. There, there, it's part of nature. It's part of life. Homeostasis has to exist. If not, something's going to get wiped out. <laughs> so you know human beings better play their cards right and especially those that want more power and more money and more control and everything else because one thing humans will never remember me telling you i do not there's something about that word i do not use it loosely uh i never human beings will be able to control life because we are on a rock hovering in outer space and at the mercy of everything outside of this planet and on this planet, such as wind and water and fire and anything else. Even animals are more powerful than humans. And the biggest thing of it is, is that this world will never be owned by a human. No. Yeah, you can't. Creation will never outdo the creator. It's it's all up to what whatever the creator has in store and what his plan is. Um, you know, and it's written in the word already, you know. At some point, uh we won't be here anymore, you know. There's a there's a clock that's that's ticking constantly and so um you know, you only have so much time and the world here only has so much time, you know. This isn't a forever thing. Um God God made sure to to let us know that in his his good book. So, um, like I try and take every day, you know, and, and live it like it's my last, because you, you never know, you know, life comes and goes, things can, things can happen quickly. Just try and make the most of each and every day that you're given, uh, because, you know, like I said, there's there's things that we take for granted. The fact that I can run, I'm healthy, uh, I play a sport that I love, I'm surrounded by a family that loves me and and friends to support me. Uh, just take full advantage of each one of those days and try and get around those people and, and make the most of the time I'm given here on earth. Perfectly said, my friend. So I'm going to, because I know you've got Bluetooth going on right now, hence Bluetooth from our topic. Yeah, I like, I, I, like how I, can, I like how I can use my hands too. <laughs> <you know? laughs> I like how I can use my hands and, you know, 
and whatnot. So, well, I'm, I'm telling you that because now I'm going to start with the outro music, sir. And so just in case if you're like, Whoa, what is that? Uh, we have Alex Bachman wide receiver, number 80 from the New York giants with me today, live on air with Steven Cuoco on power 98.5 friend, brother and brother in Christ. We are definitely uh, a mold in familiarity, and I love that. And uh, I want to give a nice big shout out here to your mom and dad, David and Leslie Buckman. Yes, sir. Great people. Yeah, grateful for them. We'll see. I'm seeing them tonight, so I'm excited. It's been a little bit, so uh, get to spend the weekend with them. Very grateful. Any closing thoughts? Uh, share as much as you like. Closing thoughts, a word from scripture. What would you like to share? Uh, yeah, I mean, the verse that changed my life was just uh, trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding, and always acknowledge Him, and He'll make your path straight. So there's things that are gonna come today, tomorrow that you don't understand, um, but don't don't worry about because God has control his plan is greater so he's either going to answer your prayers with a no or, or with a yes not right now or he has something better so uh, that's what i'll leave you with and uh happy friday hope everyone has a great weekend and where should everyone go in to find you obviously you I, I don't believe you have a website but would you like anyone that would like to contact you future media requests is it instagram where would you like your fans and, and people to come and support you? Yeah, I think I probably use Instagram the most. It's Alex, A-L-E-X underscore Bachman, B-A-C-H-M-A-N. And then I do have Twitter. That's just Alex Bachman. And then um, those are the two uh, applications that I use the most. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you, if you want to reach me, just hit me up on there. And uh, I'll do my best to get back to you for sure. Who would you like to give a shout out to? Shoot. Uh, Take your time. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> Les, Les Spellman, my trainer um, that I'm working with. Um, just Not just a friend, but a mentor to me. Truly grateful for him. I want to give a shout out to my little sister. She left me a voicemail yesterday. I haven't gone back to her yet. Um, she recently just got married. So uh, congratulations to her. She's uh, two months ago. Uh, I want to tell her I love, love her and uh, I miss her. And I'll see her soon. Um, older sister just got a job with Dave Ramsey. Congratulations to her. Uh, she's going to be moving to Tennessee. Love her too. And then mom and dad, can't wait to see you uh, when I get home tonight. Awesome. Yeah, uh, definitely let me know if you want to text me what your mom made for dinner. Or, or are you guys going out for takeaway? Are you dining in? We Not tonight, but my older sister just turned 27 years old on this past Monday on the 9th. And um, so we're going to go to dinner uh, at Mastro Steakhouse on Sunday. So I'm really excited about that. Give me a nice steak and uh, maybe a lobster too. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. How do you have your steak? Uh, just medium. I like it medium. Smothered um, in A1 sauce or no? It's <laughs> funny you say that. <laughs> I, I always um, get a little nervous because these steakhouses take serious offense when you ask for A1 sauce. Um, but I, I always get a one sauce, no matter where I'm at. Um, Me too. Just always like the extra flavor. <laughs> Me too. Even anyway. with French fries. Have you had that with French fries? 
No, I'm big with ketchup and aioli and honey mustard with my French fry. Okay, honey mustard. Always keep, always keep mixed up. But uh, as the as I continue to uh, improve in the kitchen and, and learn different cooking styles and whatnot, I'm always experimenting and trying different flavors. So I'll have to try that one out. That's awesome. Alex, hold the line. Uh, you and I will definitely close out. Uh, just got a couple questions for you. Just like to know uh, what your how your experience was. This is Alex. First official radio interview, and I'm so honored. Oh, thank you. No, I'm honored to be here. Um, thanks for just giving me the opportunity. Um, you know, it's not one you get every single day, so I'm very thankful for it. You're very welcome. And thanks for all the photos. We've got them rotating on YouTube and Facebook Live. They're really awesome. <laughs> Love Perfect. the college thank one, too. Yeah, I have a lot, a lot of good colleges up and down, but I definitely look back at it as a great experience. I'm thankful for my time at Wake Forest, so shout out and go Deeks. <laughs> Thank you, Alex. Thank you to everyone for joining Alex Buckman, number 80, wide receiver on the New York Giants. Go to his Instagram. There's a lot of information out there. Check him out. You'll be very impressed. I believe there's also some good uh, videos to watch. And Alex... Super honored. Super, super, super honored to have you with us today. Thanks, Steve. I really appreciate it. I can't wait to uh, do it again sometime soon. Oh, we sure will. Thank you, everyone, (laughs) and have a great weekend. Have a great weekend, guys. Friend us on your socials and let's connect.